0: Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much for listening to my podcasts and story compilations. I'd also love to engage with you on my other platforms. I do live multi-streams usually Sunday night, starting at 9 p.m. Central, on YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, and now Facebook. I also do live streams every Wednesday on TikTok, starting at 3 p.m. Central. And you can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and at dusty-thunder.com, where you can submit your own story, shop swag, even support our Mission Protect the Cake initiative. If you're not subscribed on YouTube yet, I highly recommend it because we post multiple stories there every day. We've rolled out a membership program with exclusive content, and we'll be doing even more in 2024. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the stories, and may your days stay Ask free. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another AITA story for you. This one is actually a follower submission and it is titled, Am I the Asconaut for Not Attending My Sister's Wedding? My half-sister, who was a bridesmaid of my wedding, mutually agreed on me not being a bridesmaid, however, agreed on my one-year-old son and I being the ring bearers and would make us a little proposal gift. This conversation happened months ago and we've seen her about four times since. Within this time, no mention of it has been made. I didn't want to be a bother, so a month or so before the wedding, I made a comment, and our group chat that I was sure if I'd take my son, considering it's no children, hoping she'd bring up the ring bearer and didn't. Weeks before the wedding, not knowing what to expect when I'd arrive, I had my mom reach out to her and ask who the ring bearer was, she said our 13-year-old brother. Her reasoning? I texted her that I wasn't taking him, meaning wasn't taking the one-year-old son. Then OP decided not to go. Am I the not for not attending? Okay, so we're going to get the story straight here. So there was an agreement on not being a bridesmaid, but instead being a ring bearer with the one-year-old child. Nothing was ever said or done about it. And then as it started getting closer, OP drops a hint. The hint was used as an excuse. Either it missed and it was interpreted by the half-sister as I'm not coming or I'm not bringing the child. So it would be weird to just have the adult woman be the ring bearer, maybe. I don't know. Or she just used that as an excuse because she had changed her mind or had other plans or whatever. So the question is, am I the astronaut for not attending because of that? She's got a lot of shit going on and probably doesn't have time to think about the deep rooted feelings about every single person that is involved in any way, shape or form. I think this is what this is. This isn't everyone sucks here. This is poor communication all over the map everybody could have done something differently there was confusion there was a lack of communication op in this instance when you were trying to drop a hint because i get that you weren't trying to be pushy but what that ended up was muddying the communication even further and that just got misconstrued or gave your half-sister an opportunity and some ammo to make a change that maybe she was thinking about already so everybody could have done something different here i think you're exactly right particularly with brides during wedding planning and coming up to the wedding there are so many things going on in the their head that you don't have time to beat around the bush if you gotta ask something ask something and maybe it comes across as offensive maybe somebody gets hurt in that process but somebody's gonna get hurt no matter what here so it's either get the clarity to find a solution or leave it muddy and someone gets hurt no matter what everybody sucks everybody sucks <laughs> Here is another follower submitted AITA story for you. This one is, am I the ask for telling my husband that seeing his family while we are visiting our home state is not my priority. My husband, 39 male and I, 35 female, have been married for two years, together for over three years. We are both originally from Oregon, but we didn't meet there. My husband relocated to Texas as a child with his immediate family 30 years ago due to military. I moved to Texas seven years ago, sight unseen, leaving all my family and friends back home because I was young, single, and why the heck not? YOLO. Moving to Texas has been one of the best decisions of my life. We currently live within 20 minutes of my husband's parents and siblings, and we see them all the time, almost every weekend. We also spend every holiday with them. He has aunts, uncles, and cousins scattered around between Oregon and Washington. Not once in his entire adult life has he ever made the effort to go see them. I, however, have made a very concerted effort to go home at least once a year since moving to Texas to see my family. And even then, I don't get to see them all every time. I prioritize seeing my parents the most. My dad and stepmom live out at the coast, two hours away from Portland, where my mom and the rest of my family and friends live. I typically divide my trip to where I spend half of the time at the coast with my dad and stepmom and half of my time with my mom in town. This leaves me getting to see my parents for an average of three and a half days a year. While in Portland, I try to see all of my brothers and my cousins, who I am very close to. But with all of the different schedules, it doesn't always work out. I haven't seen my family or friends since I moved because there's so many of them and I can't fit them all into a one-week trip, especially when half the week I'm out of town at the coast. Also, by no means is my time back home a vacation. It's usually very hectic and tiring, trying to see one person for lunch, another for dinner, driving all over town to meet them, etc. My husband has mentioned a few times how it's unfair we are not making time for his family while up there. His family is scattered around. They live within two to four hours away from my family and all in opposite directions from each other. If they were all centrally located or even willing to drive to a central location, that would be fine. However, because they are either older or have kids, they expect us to go to them. I have told him if he wants to schedule a two-week trip instead of a one-week trip, I would be down for that. But he had to take the initiative to schedule with his relatives, book the local accommodations, and budget for the extra expenses in the trip. For example, more hotel stays, longer car rental, etc., and save his PT to get that much time off. He never has. Instead, he uses his PTO throughout the year for other things. For the record, if we ended up doing something close to one of his family members, we will make time to see them. Last year, while visiting, we went on a weekend camping trip that was 45 minutes away from one of his aunts. We did make the time to meet her for breakfast. My husband also will only ask me once in a blue moon how anyone in my family is. Am I the astronaut I don't know about you guys, but the first thing that rolled through my mind was this might be a dude thing. That may be a lame excuse, but I Think that this might be a dude thing. Typically, in our relationship with Candy Thunder and I, you know, she's going to be the one that focuses on making sure that we're allocating time to family members that we're engaging with. That that's just not where my head is at. Maybe I'm just survival focused. I don't know. But this seems like it could be could be a dude thing. Maybe that's lame and stupid, but it could be true. Let me just give you something to think about. Something we talk a lot about is teamwork in a marriage. And I think if you're approaching everything as teamwork, there is never a me and me, there is a we. And my point is with the teamwork approach, if this were a true holistic teamwork approach, they would both be making plans together to see everyone, but that's not the way it is. She is making plans specifically to see her family and saying for his family, it should be a him thing. If that were a pure teamwork approach, I could see how there is inequality in it, which doesn't make her the asshole. It just means that you could approach this together and and have a much more balanced situation because if this is a dude thing he may need the help you know if this was applied to my situation here i would need the help I would need the suggestions. I would need the, okay, I've got this stuff done here and I've blocked out these times so that we can try to see your parents. Why don't you give them a call and see if this day and this time would work for them or this day and this time. I would need help with that. Maybe he needs help with that too. And if it's a true teamwork approach like we have, then that would happen. So I can see that there would be a solution to this. I can see that that this wouldn't have happened. There is another way and that's my point. Not to say that she's the asshole in any way, just that there is another way currently live within 20 minutes of my husband's parents and siblings, and we see them all the time, almost every weekend. It's other family members. And maybe that's part of this scenario too, where it's like proximity because you have that immediate family and then you've got rings that go outward from there where the connection may not be as strong. His immediate family lives like close to them where they live. So when they go visit somewhere, yeah, I mean, I can see it's not immediate family. So obviously the priority is see the immediate family that you're closer to first. And then for both of them, as those rings get outward, just prioritize like that from closeness to how far away you are and if that's all it is if she's just going to see her immediate family then then yeah i mean he doesn't have anything to bitch about either way because he does have to take some kind of initiative but that initiative could simply be hey do you mind helping me out by like let's try to carve at least this one little time out to see one person that's it that's it (laughs) Okay, we have another AITA story for you, and this one is Am I the Askinop for spraying weed killer in my driveway? Fasten your seatbelts, neighborhood drama incoming. I am a somewhat recently new homeowner. Moved into my home last year. My driveway is gravel, and if you are not familiar with gravel driveways, during the spring and summer months, you have to spray them regularly with weed slash grass killer to keep your driveway from becoming an extension of your lawn. I've been doing this about weekly since I moved in, and it has been maintaining my driveway in good condition. I noticed immediately when I moved in that the neighborhood kids will use my driveway as a cut-through to get to their friends' houses. My driveway backs up to another neighbor's backyard on another street, it is essentially a shortcut. I want to be clear that I have no issue with the kids doing this, but I was a little bit peeved that the parents didn't even ask me when I moved in as a courtesy. It's clear that they have been doing this for a while with the previous owners, but I still think it would have been respectful for them to make sure it is okay with me to continue. But whatever, no harm, no foul. Until today. I sprayed my driveway as usual early this afternoon. As I was finishing up, the kids cut through. I stopped spraying while they were there, waved hello, and resumed once they had cleared the area. I thought that was the end of it, but I just got off the phone with a very angry mother of one of the kids. She told me I have no right to be spraying my driveway with harsh chemicals when there are children in the vicinity. I told her I've been doing this for nearly a year now and it is necessary for me to maintain my property. I respectfully and politely informed her that if she has an issue with her kids being exposed to chemicals, they can find another way to their friend's house that does not involve cutting through my driveway. That is when she really doubled down and had the audacity to tell me that her kids have been using my driveway as a cut through for much longer than I have lived in the home and I have no right to come in and change the status quo. I'm not sure that's how property rights work work. Karen. I then said that I have no issue with her kids using the driveway, but unless she would like to purchase the home from me and start paying my mortgage, she has no right to tell me what I can and cannot spray on my driveway. And then I hung up. I fear I have now made an enemy of my neighbors and it's about to get worse. And I am regretting not simply apologizing and sucking it up. So am I the ask not for spraying my driveway and refusing to stop when asked by a neighbor? And yeah, this is garbage. We talk a lot about boundaries and when you move in somewhere new, maybe the previous homeowner allowed themselves to get pushed around maybe you know why they sold the house now poking the neighborhood karen bear is a risk may not have been the ideal situation but creating a boundary was and in this case you're talking about literal boundaries where it's your property markers like it's your actual property she can't tell you what to and not do with it those kids don't have squatters rights to it because they've been using it as a cut through since before you lived there that's not how that works and you can probably enforce that somehow if you want to you can get some kind of lawyer letter or do whatever you want to do but you can basically enforce your rights there if you want to i would say that your fears here op and this is not a follower submission this is from the aita subreddit your fears here may be a little bit backward i would be more concerned if i didn't stand up to the neighborhood karen bear and in that case if you didn't, you'd be just accepting whatever other shit she decided to bring up and throw at you. And I'm guessing that would go on for a very long time and it would be frequent. So I would be more afraid of not speaking up and the shit future that it would bring for you, the amount of dread that it would bring for you. At least at this point, when you go out there and you're watering your lawn or putting the chemicals under your driveway and you see Karen bear walk by, you can be like, Hey, yeah, you know, not to mess with me instead of, Oh God, what's she going to come? Tell me I have to do differently today. Create those boundaries. Be ready to enforce them. NTA. N-T-A for paying for property and then asserting your rights to it instead of allowing Karen to claim eminent domain on your driveway for her kids to use as a pass-through, acting like they have some kind of squatter's rights to it. Not the case. You definitely have a Karen situation here who probably has been able to push a lot of people around and that's it. She's just used to it. And when she comes up against someone who has a backbone, she, you know, bucks against it. It's what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object we mm-hmm. All right, we've got another follower submitted AITA story for you, and this one is, am I the Askinod if I tell my boyfriend I don't think we should get engaged? I, 23 female, have been with my boyfriend, 24 male, for three years. For the sake of this story, I'll just call him T. T has been telling me for over two years he is ready to get married. Where we live a year together is a long time to date before getting married. He has drunkenly told me that all he has left to do is talk to my parents. Well, here we are two years later, not even engaged. He has come up with several excuses to why he hasn't proposed proposed. One reason was he wanted to live together first. Well, we've been living together for over a year. Another reason was that it's expensive. My parents have told him they plan on paying for the wedding and I assumed he already had a ring. This comes from him saying all he has to do is ask my parents. Turns out he doesn't even have a ring but all I want is a $150 moissanite rose gold ring. And he goes out golfing with his friends at least once a week. Uh, that ain't cheap. I told him if $150 ring is too expensive for right now, then maybe he should not golf for a month to save up. Now you may be thinking we don't have a lot of money or we are struggling. No, we both work decent jobs and live in a three bed, two bath apartment. We aren't rich, but we do pretty decent. One night I straight up told him his excuses were complete bullshit. I said that I couldn't wait forever on him since he's been saying for two Plus years, he is wanting to marry me. I told him that if we were not engaged by the end of the year, I would have to move on with my life. Since then, he has hinted he will propose by the end of summer. Now, here comes the issue where I don't think we are ready to get married. Lately, he has been over-prioritizing his friends. He games with them, golfs with them, will take their calls even if we are mid-conversation, and he even quit his job for a lower-paying job to be able to work with them. This especially makes me angry because he said getting married was too expensive. There are many times I will ask him to have a date night on the weekend but instead he will invite his friends over to play games. I've had many talks with him stating I need to feel like his main priority. He always says I am and he will make sure that I feel that way. Please note that things were not always like this. Not until we moved closer to his friends. I used to feel like I was the only person in the world that existed to him. He would drive almost an hour to surprise me just because he missed me. Well, here we are again. Another weekend where we had something booked with his friends every night and morning except Friday tonight. I asked him if he and I could have a game night for a date. He told me his friend is sad that he sold his boat. That was not forced. His friend made the choice all on his own so he could buy a side-by-side and wants to hang out tonight. Hey bro, I'm feeling really beat up. I just sold my boat. Can we hang out? I had T call me to talk about this. I expressed how I really wanted tonight to be for us, since the rest was packed full of friend time, and he golfed with them the day before. He told me that what he really wanted to do was hang out with his friends, but if I didn't want to, then he'd tell his friends I said no. I don't wanna be the bad guy and I don't wanna force T into spending time with me if that's not what he wants to do. At this point, I don't think we're ready to move on. When we've had the conversations about marriage, I feel like he's number one, now I don't. I wanna tell him that before we can talk further about getting engaged, that we need to work on this issue. But because of all the long conversations we've had and the deadline I set, I feel like I could be the asshole. I feel like this could upset him and he could wonder why I even wanted to get married in the first place. So would I be the asshole if I told my boyfriend that I wasn't ready to get married okay let's talk about this dude is definitely a brozo we can just go ahead and get that out of the way he's a brozo he is allowing himself to be sucked in by his friends and allocate all of his time there that's the problem if it was balanced out at all she wouldn't feel the way that she feels now i say that but she mentioned that before they moved closer to his friends she felt like the only person that existed in the world so no matter what there's a decrease in the amount of time that he's spending with her and she may feel a little bit hurt by that but it sounds sounds like it's swinging from one extreme to the other, and that's rough. That is tough, and maybe that needs to be the context of the conversation here, OP. Maybe it needs to be, look, I'm not asking to be the only person in your world, like I felt like I was before we moved here, but right now I feel like the last person in your world, and earlier I mentioned a term, there are significant others, and then there are insignificant others, and I feel like you've become an insignificant other here. Maybe you're being taken for granted. Whatever the case is, he needs to understand that in a successful relationship, there can't be too much me time and not enough we time. There will be problems if you don't provide a balance between me time and we time. That's just how it goes. He's got to learn how to find that balance and you can accelerate that by giving him information. One of the things that Candy Thunder has done for me that I'm super grateful for is giving me feedback on that. It's really easy to get into a rhythm of, oh yeah, we golf every Thursday. We game every Friday night. We do this this night of the week. We do this this night of the week. It's really easy to get sucked into that, but pretty quickly, you find yourself in a position where one person in this relationship is feeling neglected and feeling like they don't matter and their cup is empty. While what he's doing may fill up his cup, it's not for the relationship, but you've got to communicate that to him for him to understand. It sounds like you have, you've asked him to, and he says he will, and then just doesn't do it. So maybe he's just a brozo and that's the end of it. But first step would be communicate it. Say, look, I'm not bitching at you, but this is what's happening. And this is how this is making me feel. And this is what's going to happen if this continues. So I think we can fix it by doing this are you willing to do that make it turnkey you can make it that easy because you know what needs to happen here so just lay it all out there and be like can you do this if not we're headed toward disaster you're definitely not ready i know that you're not in a good place and not being in a good place is not the right time to get engaged not the time to get married it's not going to fix anything it's just going to solidify things. So the second step there, if communicating this doesn't end up working out, then you have to accept that you are nowhere on the priority list and you have to have enough self-respect to move on and to thank him for the good times. But you value yourself more than he values you. And that just doesn't work in a relationship. Not a healthy one anyway. If you're okay being miserable for the rest of your life, yeah, go ahead and get married just the way it is now. But this is your future. Pretty heavy stuff. So if there's something that's a problem right now that you know makes you feel a way that makes you not want to get married. Probably better solve that problem first. Your question here is, am I the asshole if I tell my boyfriend that I don't think we should get engaged? Hell no. You need to tell him. Number 1, it's the truth, and he needs to know the truth. Maybe that's the wake-up call he needs to get his head out of his brozo ass and start providing some balance or learn balance. Right now it sounds like he's got no balance. He was swung all the way your way when you lived further away, and now he swung all the way back the opposite direction. There is middle ground there. He's got to find it. You can help him do it. Until then, hold off I'm putting that rock on the finger, even if it's only $150 one. It doesn't matter. It's symbolic. That's all you want. It's fine. I don't know. Maybe this is him just freaking out. He could clearly afford the ring that you're wanting if he's going golfing that often because golf isn't cheap. Maybe this is him just freaking out and not wanting to get married and just either not realizing that that's what he's doing or being too afraid to tell you. So this conversation will at least open up that bigger conversation. Either way, not the asshole. Dreams are curious things. They have the power to inspire, to manipulate and to kill. Set in 1910 Germany, Adolf is a piano builder who hasn't spoken since he was a boy. His dreams compel him to build a mystical piano that will help him speak again. His mother appears in his dreams to guide him, but there's a cost on this journey. Meanwhile, the piano is unlike any that Mr. Becker, factory manager at Steinberg Pianos, has ever seen. He believes that it will change the entire piano industry. And while it may be the key to everything that both Mr. Becker and Adolf want, it's also an unwitting weapon of darkness. Will Adolf find a way to derail the dark plans that have been set in motion? Find out by reading the book Piano Man by Dusty Thunder, available on Amazon in paperback, hardcover, and soon as an audiobook on Audible. story from the AITA subreddit. This one is, am I the ass not for freaking out on my fiance after he showed up to our wedding in khaki pants and an Xbox shirt? uh-oh. This seems like a failure to launch kind of moment. I, 27 female, and my fiancé James, 28 male, had been dating for five years, engaged for one. Our friends always said we had the perfect relationship. We often had date nights, we were healthy communicators, we mostly never fought, and our bedroom life was great. The only thing that we have ever really fought about is his best friend. His best friend, Lucas, 27 male, isn't very responsible. He bounces from job to job and lives in an apartment that his mom pays for. I've never mentioned anything because I don't want to be rude. We usually fight because he comes home drunk late in the morning, but it gets quickly resolved. At 9.30, my future mother-in-law comes in and tells me my fiancé isn't here yet. I'm not very worried at this point because he usually isn't very punctual. It's a little upsetting because it's his wedding, but I don't take it too hard. At around 11.30, my future mother-in-law comes in again and tells me she sent his brother and sister to look for him. At 2 o'clock, one hour before the ceremony started, my fiancé walks in with his brother and sister. The first thing I notice is his eyes are red and he almost trips over himself. My face drops in horror as I see everyone look at him and then me. I look him up and down and I see that he's wearing khaki pants and a black t-shirt with the Xbox logo on it. I rip my ring off my finger and run up to him crying. I throw the ring at him and ran out. My sister and mother followed me. My mom drives us back to my house and I sobbed my eyes out. Me and my mom and sister sat home, all crying. The next morning, someone knocked on the door and my mom answered. She told me it was my fiance and that he wanted to talk to me. He told me not to say anything and let him explain. I reluctantly agreed. He said that he wanted to spend his last free night with his best friend hanging out. They have matching Xbox t-shirts that they wear whenever they play. They decided to have 1v1s and drink whenever they lost. They got so drunk they passed out and didn't wake up until his brother came and dragged him to the wedding. He said he was sorry. I absolutely exploded on him and told him you were dragged to your wedding? Clearly playing Xbox with your best friend is more important than your fiancé. You know how important this is to me. I told you so many times and you decided to get drunk and show up in your stained Xbox t-shirt to our wedding. I can't believe you would jeopardize our entire relationship over beers and whatever game you were playing. I never want to see you again get out of my house. This is the part where I may be the asshole. He left crying. My dad patted me on the back and my mom said I was a little harsh and maybe should apologize. A few hours later he texted me. It shouldn't matter what I wore. It should matter that we were together on our wedding day. His mom and sister were telling me all day how rude I was to him and how I was a wicked wench who should never have been trusted. I told them to please not contact me. So Reddit tell me am I the asshole. So this is Candy Thunder. Hi guys what do you think about this story
1: i think that this is not the first time that this has happened to her that he's chose video games and friends over their family that they're trying to build
0: do you think if she chose to stay with him and go ahead and get married and forgive him this would just keep happening
1: yes and when they have kids he's never going to show up he's never going to be accountable he's never going to be reliable i feel like there's so much left out because why is the mom and sister-in-law calling her a wicked wench for being pissed that he showed up dragged to his wedding.
0: Yeah. Also, his little bullshit baby statement about shouldn't matter what I wore. No, dude, it effing matters because it's your Hmm. damn wedding. Your attire is pretty important.
1: It's not even the attire. It's the effort that you put forth in order to be there and wear what you're supposed to wear and show up and be there for the person that you're marrying because that's the day you start your lives together.
0: He tried to make it about the clothes. It's like, it shouldn't matter what I wore. It should just matter that we're together on our yep. wedding. Dude, you weren't together. You were drunk passed out somewhere from a game night for your last free night. And that's the biggest red flag that I see is viewing this as entering a prison sentence. Yep. Kind of says all you need to know about how he views this marriage. And maybe he was talked into to going through with it by his mom or whatever, trying to get him to grow up. I don't know. But what you got was a preview of the rest of your life. And- there has to be enough pain to create change. And hopefully this is enough pain for him to change so that his future wife someday, if he's ever so lucky to find someone who will put up with this bullshit to get him to a mature point, maybe he can change his outlook on relationships and get to a point where this kind of shit doesn't happen. Sorry, I just took off there. Other thoughts
1: on this? I, I agree.
0: So I talked about how you have been really helpful for me whenever i start getting into the habit of choosing me time too often i'm a pc gamer i like to game and squad up with your brother and some of his friends sometimes and we'll game together and if the balance of choosing me time too often gets to a point where it's doing harm to the relationship, somebody's got to speak up. And you spoke up to tell me that you weren't mad, but you felt like I had been choosing this rather than us time too often and you gave me the opportunity to fix it. And that is a huge deal. And I fixed it.
1: I I agree with that. If you don't speak up and say something and give somebody the opportunity to fix something that's wrong, they may not know because not everybody thinks the same way. So they're not going to know that you have a problem because that's your problem and you want to give someone the opportunity to fix that problem. Am I the asshole for freaking out on my fiance after he showed up to our wedding no, no you're you're not the asshole i mean i it's nta you don't show up to your wedding and act like you don't care about the wedding that says you don't want to be at the wedding you don't want to be a part of the wedding so don't get married yeah. continue to game and sleep in until 2 o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Single life for you, bro. Mm. At least for a little while longer. Maybe you'll be ready to give it up at some point. That's rough. And it would lead to a troublesome marriage. That's for damn sure.
1: And I support people who game. Dustin uses it to blow off steam and Unless escape it's Call from of Duty reality. and then
0: I just get more pissed off. <laughs> you can use it for different things. If I'm trying to just chill out and reset before I start working or sometimes I'll use it as a reward for myself and be like, okay, if I can get all this shit done, then I can game for 30 minutes and I'll allow myself that thing so that I don't do it instead. If I had shown up on our wedding day looking hungover, wearing clearly not what I was supposed to be wearing, it would have been an issue. And it would have been mm-hmm. more than anything a sign. It would have been a sign about, you know, how seriously I'm taking this commitment. And that is the biggest problem. Uh Diablo 4 I hear is great. Uh Candy Thunder's brother Ryan has been raving about it. I'm in this thing where I have to beat 100% of Hogwarts Legacy before I can allow myself to get into another game. But I will jump into Call of Duty and do multiplayer a little bit here and there because it's quick. You can do a quick game in Call of Duty multiplayer. It's a little bit tougher to do a 15 minute session on Hogwarts Legacy. (laughs) Hey, we got another story for you. This one is a follower submission, and it is titled, Am I the Asconaut for Poisoning the Cake and the Guests at My Daughter-in-Law's Party and Not Admitting to It? Can we just go ahead and start? with this before we even start reading the story. I, 63 female, have always been the designated cake maker in our family. I use a very old and secret family recipe for chocolate cake that has been handed down through my family for generations. I bake it for every family gathering. It's tradition. This year for my daughter-in-law's, let's call her D, 35th birthday party, I offered as usual to make my chocolate cake. D said she would be perfectly happy purchasing a cake, as she intended to invite several of her friends and would eat a larger cake than I usually make for our small family. She did not want to put me out and I appreciate that, but I do love to bake so I said I would just double the recipe and everything would be fine. I insisted. Fast forward to the day before the party, I always bake my cake a full 24 hours before serving and refrigerate it overnight. I had doubled the recipe just as I had planned. But I used a sheet pan to make a double layered cake and I did not take into account the amount of surface area so I ended up short on frosting. That meant I needed more chocolate which I did not have time to go to the store to purchase since I needed to go get the cake into the refrigerator as soon as possible. My son and daughter live just two blocks away and have two children so I thought that they might have some chocolate at their house. They were both at work so I quickly ran into their house, grabbed two chocolate bars out of the pantry and returned to finish my cake. The next evening at the party, everything was going as planned. My cake turned out beautifully and it was a hit with everyone until about an hour after we cut into it, a few of the party guests started to mention that they were feeling funny. Everyone just assumed that something on the menu did not agree with them and continued the festivities. But as the evening went on, more and more of Dee's friends began to complain of lightheadedness, fogginess, and disorientation. Soon, everyone was comparing what they'd eaten, trying to narrow down the food item that was to blame. Ultimately, most of the guests ended up leaving early and Dee was very upset that her party had ended badly. Ultimately, it came down to my cake and one other dish that must have been the problem. I did not believe for one second that it could have been my cake that poisoned the guest because I just baked it, just the same way i always do and have never had any problems but then i remembered we borrowed chocolate bars maybe they were expired i did not mention to anyone that i had done anything different to my cake instead i waited until after the party and when i had returned home that evening i immediately dug into the trash can and pulled out the candy bar wrappers and was absolutely horrified when i did the candy bars both contain 100 milligrams of thc i had poisoned these entire party Wait, so were they poisoned or were they just really high? I was so humiliated that I still almost two weeks later have not told a single soul what I did. Fortunately, since my cake was one of the two suspected culprits, was sent home with me and I was able to dispose of it before poisoning anyone else. However, I believe that it will only be a matter of time before my son and Dee discover the missing chocolate bars and figure out what I did. So, am I the astronaut for accidentally poisoning my daughter-in-law's cake and not admitting to it? There is a level of of inebriation. I guess you can get to where you feel sick and you might puke. And like, there is such a thing as too hot. It was an accident, right? So we have to take that into consideration. It was an accident. However, once OP discovered what they had done and didn't tell anybody does that make them the asshole i mean you're not going to undo it and it was an honest mistake would everybody believe that was an honest mistake the question is am i the astronaut for poisoning the cake and the guest at my daughter in law's party and not admitting to it the act was an innocent mistake questions should probably be am i the astronaut for not admitting to poisoning the cake and the guest at my daughter-in-law's party once i discovered that i had some shit like that i mean you would probably have a lot of people overreact about the discovery that it had happened right so in this case i think It's the not telling that does make OP an asshole here. It was an honest mistake. But once you discover the honest mistake, there has to be some kind of coming clean for it because there are a lot of risks involved. I mean, if someone was violently ill enough to like take themselves to the hospital because they don't know what the hell is going on, that information would be useful to a physician or to them as they try to get things remedied here. So where does this put them on the on scale? Is it four? You could have done it differently. Is it three? You should have done that differently. Two, you definitely shouldn't have done that. Or one, you're a terrible human. We could take one off the table because. Well, shit, can we? It was an honest mistake, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about not telling people once they figured it out. And again, I don't think it's an evil, nefarious, malicious thing because it wasn't intentional. I don't think it gets to one territory. I really don't. It's a definitely shouldn't have done that, though. You definitely should have told them once you figured out what it was. And, you know, come what may, it's the truth, at least. And then people who need to know, know. And if you're telling them that it was a mistake, then... You can't do anything to change that. You can own up to it. At this party, everybody's violently ill, right? Everybody's violently ill, except for OP, which means what? OP's got a tolerance, which means the OP didn't notice the difference because they're like, what, well, I do this every night. No change for me. Why do you think I'm so good at making chocolate cakes? Okay, we'll make it official. NTA for the incident, for not telling everybody. Ask two. Also... If you could save a slice of that cake, we'd greatly appreciate it. This is a follower submission, and it's an AITA, and it goes like this. Am I the ask not for serving revenge grocery store cake at my wedding day instead of the one my mother-in-law made? I, 32 female, recently got married to my longtime best friend. We had been engaged for 10 years prior, have a great relationship, and have always gotten along well with each other's families. I've never had any problems with my mother-in-law until our wedding. My mother-in-law owns a bakery and had asked early on to bake our wedding cake, but I, thinking that I had already had her doing so much for our big day, would give her a break on the cake and just order one from my favorite place in the next city over about 60 miles away. I loved this bakery anyway and had purchased several cakes from them for various events in the past. Their lemon curd is my all-time favorite. When we got engaged, I made sure to involve my mother-in-law in all of the usual wedding planning activities along with my own mother, like dress shopping, venue visiting, and cake tasting. All of which went just fine until cake tasting. When we, myself, my maid of honor, my own mother, and mother-in-law went to sample cakes, I already knew that I would probably choose my favorite lemon curd, but I wanted to have the experience anyway. My mother-in-law was in a terrible mood the entire time, making rude comments to the employees and gagging and curling her nose at every flavor we tasted. 15 minutes in, she had already ruined the whole thing for the rest of us, so I made the executive decision to pack up and make the hour drive back home without placing an order. After we got home, I called the bakery and ordered my lemon curd wedding cake. I realized that not everyone likes lemon cake, but it was my day, so I got what I love. The day of our wedding arrived and the cake was to be delivered to our venue that morning. I arrived to the venue a few hours before the wedding and having my hair and makeup done and decided to pop my head into the reception area to check out the decorations. When I did, I was shocked to see that the cake on our table was not my lemon curd cake. I think we know what's coming. I thought the bakery had to have sent the wrong cake, so I asked my maid of honor to call the bakery and find out what happened while I finished getting ready. I wasn't happy about the situation, but I tried not to make a big deal out of it because at least I had a cake and only a few people would know if it wasn't what I ordered anyway. As my maid of honor spoke with a woman at the bakery, she got a look of shock on her face. As it turned out, my mother-in-law had also called the bakery after cake tasting that day. She had canceled my order just minutes after I had placed it and had apparently made my wedding cake herself without my knowledge. With that anyone's knowledge. I was livid. At this point, it was just about principle, and I have never been one to just roll over and take crap from anyone. I flat refused to serve her cake no matter what it took, so as a last resort, I sent my maid of honor to hide the mother-in-law's cake to her house luckily she lived close, and then to the local grocery store to buy a simple cake that we would serve our guests in lieu of my mother-in-law's shady ass cake. I don't know that a shady ass cake would taste very good. During the reception, we simply skipped the cake cutting and served already cut cake to our guests at the end of dinner. I wish I could have seen the look on my mother-in-law's face when she entered the reception area and her cake was gone. She apparently decided to let the sleeping dog lay, at least for the time, because she didn't say a word to me or my husband and I ignored her for the entire day. My husband couldn't have cared less about the cake or cake cutting, so he luckily had no idea what had happened or that his mother had just been such a devious B word until I told him the next day. I know this could have caused a lot of wedding day drama and may still cause family drama between myself and my husband and my mother-in-law but i was not about to let her win this and think that she could walk all over me for the rest of my life so am i the asshole for serving revenge grocery store cake at my wedding just to make a point damn okay so the question here is am i the astronaut for serving revenge grocery store cake at my wedding day instead of the one that my mother-in-law made hell no hell no and we talk a lot about setting boundaries early on. This is your wedding day. It's the time to set the boundary and say, uh, yeah, no, you're not gonna do this to me for the rest of our life. It's the beginning of a whole lot of things. Kids come into the picture. You've got a lot of family events that are gonna be going on for the rest of your life. You're gonna deal with this woman for a long, long time. So draw that boundary now. The only thing I don't like about this, and it goes on both sides, is that it was like a cold war. There was no direct confrontation. Everything was done indirectly to each other. In, like shady back doorways. And I get it. OP, it was your wedding day. So you weren't trying to cause a scene at your own flipping wedding. I get it. And I respect it. You may have to get involved in some direct confrontation to solidify that boundary that you created here. Because right now you're in a cold war. It's like the US and Russia here spying on each other and making clandestine moves. If you have a conversation and just be like, look at this point, I know what you did. Don't appreciate it. So I undid it. And please don't ever do that shit again. Because if you do, no contact is always on the table. And guess what? I'd like to have kids guessing you would like to stay connected with us here and have an actual relationship so don't pull any shit ma ma the meatloaf nta we'll go ahead and make it official here n t a not the asshole what about mother-in-law let's talk about her for a second She. Been a while now, but we had another story a while back where it was the dress that the mom or mother-in-law did this to, called the freaking dress shop. Now here's the cool part because because it was a dress shop, they take it a hell of a lot more seriously, and they were like, yeah, this sounds sus. So they called bride to be, and they were like, hey, somebody just tried to change this. It would be really cool if the cake shop did that, but I'm, you know, what are you gonna do? A cake shop is a lot less on lockdown. Than the wedding dress shop, and they've probably seen a lot less bullshit. Well, hell, I don't know. Maybe. Mother in law, terrible human thing to do to your soon to be daughter in law here on her wedding day. Not to even talk about it, just to be like, I vetoed you for your own wedding. Just get used to it. Nah, nah. Nay, nay, I say. Send her to Ascon One. She can RSVP with her plus Ascon One. This is Am I the Askinah for giving my husband's birthday cake to my boss. There better be a damn good reason for this. I, 36 female, have been planning my husband's surprise 40th birthday party for months. He didn't ask for anything special, but he did know that I was planning something, he just didn't know what. We have a very renowned and exclusive bakery in our city. It's so popular that you have to order cakes six to eight months in advance. They're not only beautiful cakes, but very tasty as well. So, as I started making plans several months ago, I ordered an incredible three-tiered golf-themed cake for my husband's party. We have tasted cakes from this bakery a few times at large events and he always comments on how amazing they are so i knew this would be a great surprise from him now i work at a large investment firm several of the times we've had these cakes have been at large fundraising and charity events with my firm a few weeks ago a co-worker of mine retired leaving myself and another co-worker competing to fill his position and receive a significant promotion with it while we were friendly the competition was heated and we both had been working extra hours trying to get a leg up on one another the decision was scheduled to be made sometime the week of my husband's party here's where I may have become the a-hole. Early in the morning on the day of my husband's party, one day before his actual birthday, I overheard some co-workers say that it was also my boss's birthday. I quickly jumped on social media to confirm, and sure enough, it was. I was scheduled to pick up my husband's cake the same morning, and I knew my boss would be in the office later that afternoon, and I was still working so hard to get the big promotion that I decided to give my husband's cake to my boss instead. No! for hubby here. It's good to know that you are not the significant other, you are the insignificant other. I picked up the cake from the bakery later that morning and left it on my boss's desk with a big handwritten note saying who it was from. It was an amazing cake, even better than what I had imagined. My boss loved it and was very impressed that I had taken the time months ago to find out when his birthday was and order a cake for him. I purchased another cake from another local bakery for my husband's party that evening, which was delicious and he was none the wiser. His party went off without a hitch and no one ever knew that I had given his cake to my boss. Later that week, I found out that I did get the promotion. My husband still doesn't know about his intended cake and maybe never will. But I can't help feel a little bit bad about what I did. So I gotta know, am I the asshole? Poor guy. It was a gamble because if she hadn't got the promotion, she would feel way shittier about this. However, it's something she did for them. It wasn't just for her. The promotion, I mean, I hope, was for them. To put them in a better position. To give them more freedom in life eventually. To allow them to stash more. To achieve their dreams. Blah, 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 blah. So when OP, if you, whenever you got the promotion, at that point, I feel like should have been like, okay, I took a major risk and it paid off, but now I've got to tell you what it was. And I think he'll understand and be like, uh, so we traded my cake for like, 20 grand a year, hell yeah, great deal, good move. Do that more. If you hadn't gotten it, it'd be a different story. And then it'd be a lot harder to explain. It'd be like, I tried, I was trying to do this. And I guess the same logic would apply. But if this was prioritized from a, this puts us in a better position, place, I'm okay with it. If this comes from a, this is something I need and I'm taking something from him to satisfy and fulfill myself, that's shitty. And that would be an asshole move. If it was a sacrifice, made for the good of the family and you as a team I'm okay with it he still got cake and it was delicious and he didn't know any different you can do this for another occasion but you needed a play to be able to get a leg up there and the competition was heated and this may have been the biggest issue this may have been it i feel like you need to come clean about this if you're in a true partnership if this is teamwork like it should be you got to tell you got to tell him is there harm to not telling him i guess that's the question we're talking about right now right now he doesn't know is there harm and him Not knowing the fact that she's feeling guilty says it all, really. So she needs to come clean to be able to get that off of her chest. Otherwise, she's going to have this guilt always, even though it may not be a huge deal in the grand scheme of things in life. She has guilt already, and that will snowball. And then there will be this poison that she feels like she can't get rid of. We have a chance to get rid of that poison right now. And not that it's not going to scar, but it's not going to fester. You know what I mean? You can amputate it basically right now and prevent it from spreading and causing other problems. So the question was, am I the astronaut for giving my husband's birthday cake to my boss? I'm making the assumption that they are a team and that she did this for the betterment of them as a couple, not of her as an individual. And in that case, I say NTA because it was the best thing for them. This move yielded something that is more valuable. However, the question should be, am I the asshole for giving my husband's birthday cake to my boss and not telling him about it? The not telling him about it is a different issue here. And in that case, I think we're either at four or three, like you should tell him, and you could have done this differently. We'll put it at four for not saying anything because that could have been done differently. And maybe should have, but at this point, we'll say could have. It depends on where it's coming from. I'm trying to imagine if Candy Thunder and I were in this situation and she told me what she did, even if she didn't get the promotion for it, I'd be like, I respect it. It's ballsy. I respect it. But I want my damn cake. Go ahead and order it now so six months from now we can enjoy it or whatever it is.